Hey guys, this is Britton from Emerald Pacific and coming at you today to talk a little bit about improving your website. I know that the last couple of weeks I haven't really been um, posting to the podcast that much and that's my apologies. This time I'm going to put up a couple different podcasts, one about ways to improve your website and then one about a case study that I wrote about just a couple days ago. So first, I want to talk to you a little bit about the different ways that you can improve your website. So your website is a window to the world, essentially, and it's your opportunity to make a great first impression and let people know what you or your company is all about, or let them know what your company is all about. There's a ton of companies that put up a website, and they end up not seeing the results they're expecting, and usually they feel like they should be getting results right away because everyone's online and that just isn't the case. So here are four specific ways that you can improve your website and start at least kind of achieving the results that you're looking for in a website. So first, you should definitely be implementing some kind of analytical tool. And I personally recommend Google Analytics. That's what I use to gather information about what people are doing on my website, how people are interacting with the website, what they seem to like more, you know, what kind of pages they seem to like more than others. And it can be a really powerful service for any companies looking to figure out what their um, what their customers are doing when they get to their website. It's able to track items such as bounce rate, conversions. And anything that your com or that your customer is looking at when they come to your website, so something like Google Analytics allows us to see who is looking at the website and for how long they're looking at the website, how many pages they go to, and all that good stuff. So it's definitely an essential tool for understanding who's looking at your website, what they're doing, and how we can make the website a little more effective for them. It's also good for getting an understanding of what people care about when they get on your website. They may care more about your newsletter. They may care more about a certain product or a certain service. And you're going to be able to track all that using something like Google Analytics. So it's something that is essential for the website. First, you need to set some kind of business goal. What is the task that you want to accomplish? And how is Google Analytics or any kind of analytical software going to be able to help you either identify additional problems on top of that or be able to help you solve whatever that problem is. So moving on to the second thing that you can do to improve your website is adjusting your content for your intended audience. And this can be a little tricky. So implementing this step requires an understanding of who exactly is looking at your website. And that's why it's so important to have something like Google Analytics or an analytical bit of software That'll allow you a little bit of a view into who's looking at the website, how old they are, what their gender is, what field they may work in, all that good stuff. So even if you don't have any kind of analytics set up currently, it's important to write your content in a way that your target audience will be able to understand. There's a lot of businesses that use acronyms and terminology that may relate to other professionals in your field. But it may have no significance to your audience at all. So, for example, I talked a little bit about um, like bounce rate and conversions. And you were probably listening and thinking, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so, um, a little bit of reference. So, bounce rate represents a percentage of folks that viewed your website. And they don't 
end up going to other pages. So that's where the term bounce comes from, where they are on one page and then they decide, oh, I'm not really finding anything that's useful for me. So they decide to leave the website without looking any further. And conversions are a measurement of actions. So a conversion rate may be something like, say, you have a button on your website that will lead someone to your newsletter. That could be counted as a conversion if that's your goal. And you can measure that with something like Google Analytics. So such terms like this, bounce rate, conversions, you know, whatever applies to your field, they're great for other professionals. So if you're selling to other professionals in your field, then go ahead, use the terminology and use the acronyms and you're probably going to be fine. But if you have a customer that has absolutely no idea what those acronyms are, don't use them. Use some kind of common language that will allow your customer to understand what you're talking about, what you're referencing, and at the end of the day, you're going to look a lot smarter and a lot more knowledgeable if you're able to talk at their level and communicate the message correctly on their level. So the third thing you can do to improve your website is have a clear call to action. And a call to action is some form of an indication of what your customer should do or what step they should take in the purchasing process. So it's kind of like the journey where if the end goal is to get someone looking at your newsletter, then you have to have the call to action refer to read our newsletter or learn more, read more. Something that's going to let your customer know that if you click that button or you follow some form of steps that they're going to achieve what they sought after when they came to your website. And like we were talking about earlier, this could be a newsletter, it could be a purchase, you know, whatever. And the more obvious that you can make this call to action more prominent, the better your results are going to be. You have to let people know or you have to be very obvious with your buttons, with what you want them to do, because sometimes they come to your website and they don't know what to do. They just come there and they see everything. They're like, oh, this is cool, but I don't really know what I'm doing. You need to guide them through that process and let them know that this is the next step you have to take. Make it more obvious. Let them know that, hey, if you want to learn more, subscribe to our newsletter. Or if you want to learn more about the product, then consult with sales or marketing or whatever. You need to let them know what the steps are and what the end goal is so they can understand how they're going to work with your business. And then the fourth and last thing that you can do to improve your website is giving your customers a reason to come back. And one thing I'll say, it can be very difficult to bring customers back to your website. Usually once they see your products and see your services, they've pretty much seen everything and they may not ever come back to your website until they're in the market and they're ready to make a purchase. However, you can help push the purchasing process along, especially if you have a product that Maybe your turnaround is like two to three months that you may expect someone looking at your product and then converting into a sale. And sometimes two to three months can be a very long time for a business. And a lot of times they may have to cover their cost a little quicker. And what you could do is create some kind of content or something to get your customers re-engaged with yourself or the website or the business or all of the above. And one thing or one easy thing you can do to do this 
or achieve kind of re-engaging with your audience is starting a blog or starting a podcast is essentially what I'm doing where I want people to be able to engage with me. I want people to be able to talk with me and, you know, balance questions back and forth and let me know what their concerns are about like marketing and design. And it's something that is engaging. It's something that your customers want. They want to be able to talk with you. They want to be able to engage with you. And if it feels like all you really care about is selling things to them, you're not really going to keep many customers. So it's going to be important to figure out ways to get them re-engaged, whether it's inviting them to chat with you through like a blog or a podcast or a video, or maybe like running a contest. I know that user-generated content is really big nowadays. And maybe if you have a product that people love to interact with quite a bit, you could run some kind of contest where people are sharing what they're doing with your product or... Um, for example, if I'm going to throw out like a really wild example here. So if you had like a skydiving business and the goal with skydiving. So when you think about skydiving, it's an experience and a lot of people want to go skydiving, but they may be afraid of heights. Maybe create some content of other clients or other customers that have used your service that may be afraid of skydiving or, you know, jumping out of a plane and try to address those concerns, address ways to engage what people might feel about your products before they've even looked into the process of purchasing it. There's a lot of really cool ways that you can re-engage with your audience and make sure that they're chatting with you, talking with you, communicating, and continuing that conversation and that relationship with your company. So... Besides that, those are the four tips that kind of like scratching the surface level that I would recommend doing to your website and ways of improving it and trying to re-engage folks and get them back to your website. And I would love to ask you guys now, what kinds of things have you done to make your website better? Besides maybe these four things that I recommend on this podcast, I would love to learn a little bit more about what you guys have done and... Maybe you have an innovative way that you've re-engaged folks or improved your website, and I'd love to hear that. So feel free to comment on this podcast or send me a message on Twitter to like Emerald Pacific. And now I have a personal Twitter. It's blawrence38. It's basically at the first letter of my first name, L-O-R-E-N-T-Z 38 on Twitter. So you can either engage with me, engage with the business. I'm going to answer either or anyway. Or you can send me an email at britton at impactdesign.com and let me know what your thoughts are and what you think about this podcast, about these ideas. And I look forward to your response. Other than that, I look forward to chatting with you guys here soon. Yeah.